Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And I lost my, there it is, I lost my phone. Uh, and I am but a wee lost child in the wilderness without it, even when I'm supposed to be doing something important, like recording a podcast. Uh, how, how are you? I'm good, bro. I'm good. <laughs> all right. I've been like a lost puppy all day today where like I've been like juggling phone calls, um, but also not doing anything. It's one of those days where I've kind of just been floating around my apartment doing nothing but feeling everything at the same time. So, you know, this episode might have a mood to it and I have nothing to say about that. Well, it seems like you've already said what you need to say. Listen, Greg, hear me out. I guess so. Hear me out. Uh, Yeah, I'm listening. Um, Yeah. I think our audience, I don't know. When I'm listening to podcasts, I like consistency. However, but when you've been consistent for a hundred and some episodes, it's okay to throw a couple wild ones in there. If this is going to be a moody episode, we'll just, when we hit our like 200th episode and we do a recap or we do like an end of year recap or whatever, this will just be one of those moments we touch on. So I'm saying if you're going to be moody, sure. make it a thing, you know? Double down on yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, this is just going to be a bad episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Fair. Okay. So I'm going to hyper-focus. Nothing, nothing is going to break my attention okay. except for this IMDb page that is taking 400 years to load. Um. Alex, are you ready to talk about our movie? I'm freaking always ready to talk about our movie, bro. All right. So this week we are watching the 1988 classic Akira. Uh, we're going to go in depth on it. So if you don't want to hear us talk about this movie, you can skip ahead to this time code right here. Time code 23 minutes, nine seconds. So I tried to watch this movie like two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And... I just like wasn't in the right headspace for it. I got like 15 minutes in and I was just like, you know what? Maybe not for me. And so when we decided on this movie last week, I'm like, ah, all right. I know I'm not going to like Akira that much, but you know, it's good culture. It's worth our time. I'm, I hope I don't regret watching it afterwards. Uh, I liked this movie. Okay. I'm glad I gave it another chance. It's... Dude, the first act and the rest of the movie are two different movies. However, this is very common. Two completely different movies. It's very common in movies, but this movie goes zero to 100 from first act to second act like I have never seen before. And then again, second to third. I don't think it goes like two different movies, second to third act. I think two different movies, first act, and then the rest of the movie. And then the second act ends... With them just being dials like, it up to eleven. Pedal to the metal, nitrous on. We are gonna go so hard in this direction. If we didn't lose you before, good, because you're in for a bumpy ride. One of those things. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, cause the first act of this movie leads you to believe that it's a movie about a motorcycle gang with some government conspiracy subplot happening in the background. Right. The movie ends with a biological psychic god disappearing a city into a different dimension. Right. And how we get from point A to point B, like, makes sense when you watch the movie, but there is definitely a pivot point of, like, 
Not what I was expecting. Also, the guy who ends the world in the end is one of the same dudes in the beginning with the motorcycle. It's crazy, yes. bro. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're gonna, they reused every character. It's not like this was like a coming of age where this guy leaves his hometown and becomes a monster. No, he brings everybody with him. It And this all happens within the span of like a week or less. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Like I said, the movie starts with kind of the this like uh, it it's in the distant future of 2019 in a city called Neo Tokyo. It was Tokyo rebuilt after it got destroyed during World War Three, and it got destroyed by this entity known as the titular Akira. And Akira has like these god tier psychic abilities. And so, yeah, like I said, the first act of the movie is like they're in the, Neo Tokyo is like a police state. There's crime and terrorism and gang activities. And so they're just like, all right, we're going to lock this down and the police are going to be militaristic on the streets 24 seven. Hey, um, I don't know if you've noticed based on how like real life is uh, that doesn't go so well, just like in general. Um, and we follow this motorcycle gang that like they basically go out of a club they start a gang war and then they drive into the distance yeah just Um, like there's another gang let's kill them uh while they're escaping one of them totals their bike because they see a kid in the middle of the road and you know stops the bike in order to not hit the kid and in order and as a consequence of that he gets captured by the police and Instead of going to like a hospital or a prison, he gets sent to this scientific lab where experiments are run on him. Because uh, this is kind of where the movie takes the aforementioned uh, pivot. Uh, This person has God-tier-like psychic abilities seen only once before with Akira. And so these people are trying to study him. Like, what's this guy? Like, how do we control these abilities? How do we help him control it? The gang is like, how do we get our friend back? Like, where is he? Is the government doing something with him? And the guy with the psychic abilities is like, I hate everything. I'm going to find Akira and absorb his powers too. Yeah, that's pretty much the movie. There's also some weird love interest in there somewhere. Yeah, the guy that gets kidnapped gets has a girlfriend that he tries to bring along and that has varying degrees of success. Uh so you look at the poster. I'll let you do your point in a second. I'm not but okay. like the guy on the poster is not really the main character. And you wouldn't think it going into it cuz um Tetsuo is the guy that gets kidnapped and realizes he has psychic abilities and uh how do they pronounce it canada canada it's like canada canada he is english on it yeah and he's the one that has the super cool bike pretty much the gang leader and he's the one kind of trying to like lead the charge of like we need to find tetsuo uh what were you gonna say did you watch the subbed or dubbed Dubbed. I watched it subbed because i'm a purist craig um how many times have i told (laughs) you not to do that it's it wasn't a bad move because I think once the, you get to a point where you're just like, this is how the movie is supposed to be. Um, I went on Reddit and that's how they told me to do it. So I'm like, OK, Reddit seems to know what they're talking about. This movie is very pretty. OK. Um, yes. I'm telling you right now, this is n- it can never be a movie I could watch with somebody else, especially if I'm the one who picked the movie. Sure. I would I would be hopeless I would lose. They would never let me pick another movie again. And it's not 
a bad movie. It's just such a choice that I would lose all privilege. Yeah. So this movie is uh, iconic in a lot of different aspects. This is this is kind of like the first anime movie to transcend like it broke the barrier and reached an audience outside of its regular anime viewing community. And if it's not the first, it's one of the first. And um you get uh, a really it really uh set the bar in terms of what one can do with an animated movie. Uh and I saw traces of that like almost instantly. Um, and you've probably seen references to this movie before and just didn't know it. Specifically, um, the bike slide that uh, Canada does towards the beginning of the movie. Like, people reference that slide all the time. It is probably top 10, like, most referenced things in other media is that specific bike slide. Um, but, like I said, I. The moment I knew I was going to like this movie was when they pull out of the club, like within the first five minutes of the movie, and they have those little light trails that follow them. I'm like, well, even if I don't like the movie, it's going to be pretty, and I'm going to like that. Yeah. Um, I think my hang-up is I like being surprised, but I like it when a world is established and then we play by those rules. And the rule for me in movies is we establish the rules in the first act. And then act two is using the rules and act and like the rules going wrong. And then act three is all right with the rules that we have. How do we fix the problems we found out in act two? Now, this movie does something a little different where it's like we're going to introduce rules in act one and in act two. We're going to say everything you have watched previously not only does not matter, but will not help you at all in figuring out act two. And then act three goes, yeah, we don't like what we did in act two. So we're just kind of going to do whatever if that's OK. Um, also, I had a very hard time distinguishing like three or four characters. So like the motorcycle gang had like yes. four or five people in it. I knew who th- two of them were. And then the other three blended into one for me, even though one yes, died. That is, uh, I, I don't disagree with that. And also a lot of them have a very similar naming structure. Like the fact that Canada, K, Kaori, and Kai are four separate characters. That one's a little goofy. That's, that's a hurdle. Yeah. A little tricky. You just need to pay attention, which apparently I was not as much. Um, I also struggled to know why certain things were important. Um, one, I didn't know why um, Tetsuo wanted the motorcycle so bad. I don't know. He just kept asking for it. Yeah, Where's I think it was just like a person. I think it was just a personal fascination um, because he was kind of like the baby in in the gang. So I kind of saw it as like, oh, he wants to use his older brother's toys. And so he like uh, Canada had the nicest bike with the nicest modifications and Tetsuo kind of had this reputation of always getting into scrapes, always wrecking his bike and stuff like that. So it was like a matter of like, I want to be trusted with something that nice. I want what Canada has not at like the disparage or the uh, at the spite of Canada. I think he was just like, I can be that, too, even though he couldn't. Bro, I think what you just did was like the literary, like the movie equivalent of what all English teachers do when we had to read the red wheelbarrow. And we're like, wait, you pulled (laughs) what out of what? 
I mean, sure, maybe, <laughs> or it was just weird. Well, the reason the reason I say that is because um, after uh, Tetsuo breaks out of the medical facility for the first time, and he gets in, he picks up his girlfriend, and then he gets into a fight with another with another motorcycle gang, and then. Canada comes and saves him from that battle and Tetsuo has this like outburst of like I can do this you didn't need to save me like I've gotten beaten up before and I'll admit that but you don't always have to come to my rescue oh by the way he did need to get saved his girlfriend was about to be sexually assaulted he was about to get we're not talking like beat up killed or beat to an inch of his life he would not have lived so that was a little delusional, even for a teenager. Like, that was a lot, okay? Um, another couple of hangups I had with this movie that I didn't understand. There is a scene where they have, like, a clubhouse, and then Tatsuo goes and blows the place up. But we had never been introduced to that place before, so it was weird. Or yeah. that could have been the same place we got introduced in the beginning, but, like, there was no distinguishing mark, so we had no idea. Like, it was just weird. Yeah. But it made it seem fair. very significant. Like, hey, you know me. I'll have the usual. It was just weird. Um... There's another huge subplot about a kid just telling everybody that he's with his girlfriend and he seems to be oblivious to the fact that the world is ending. <laughs> and it was, I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? You're just going to fall. It was just weird. Um, there's also another weird thing where um, there was this guy who was super rich, right? And he was trying to run away and he ends up getting got. But I didn't know who that guy was. I think he was responsible for the whole project. But like it felt weird. Yeah. Um, there's mm-hmm. also another scene where there's a super smart scientist in like a office or a van. You know what I'm talking about? And he's like observing the energy yeah, mm-hmm. in the ring. I'm like, I know what you're doing. I just don't know who you are and why you're important. He, no, that is the guy that was kind of like the head scientist of the experimental program. So okay. when Tetsuo was kind of first going ham with his powers and he's the one that kind of barges in. It's like, Hey, does your head hurt? Do you know what you're doing? Do you need help? Like that's the same guy. So I was struggling Um, with when he was watching the ring of energy, there was no like technical jargon that filled us in what's going on. Now, granted, I hate it when someone's like the hacker's like I'm in, but at least I know like what's happening or like there's an analyst. He goes, Oh my gosh, these energies off the charts. What are we going to do? I've never seen levels this high. I'm like, well, now I know what's going on. This guy was going, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. I'm like, what? What are you? What is going on? What are you talking about? He's like, I've never seen anything like this before. It's so gorgeous. We have to protect it. I'm like, I don't know what you are seeing. I don't know what's going on. Explain to me using some jargon so I can understand why this is important. But it just seemed. So. I don't know. So when we watched Redline. I'm, I'm not trying to call you out on a contradiction. That's not what this is at all. It's just a funny comparison of how when we watched Redline, there, you made a specific note of like that movie did too much telling and not enough showing. And here we are at Akira. That's like, hey, we're going to show you everything. Good luck. Yeah. And I think, okay. I mean, I would rather you tell me badly than show me badly. Because at the end of Tell Me Badly, yeah, sure. I'll know what's going on. I'll just hate how you did it. And at the end of Show Me Badly, I'm going to be like, what did I just watch? Which, guess what, is what happened with this movie. It got to a point where I'm like, okay, I don't know if I just didn't miss, I missed a huge chunk. But why is this guy, you know, 
30,000 pounds right now and absorbing people. I'm like, was this, was I not paying attention or was I, or was I paying attention? And they had no idea how to explain this. They're just like, we're going to show you. It was a lot. I, I just like in general, don't have those same kinds of hangups. I don't think. Um, cause there are some plot things that I'm like, yeah, this is kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Cause I, I will say this in the, in terms of like this movie, you feel every second of it's like two hour and 10 minute runtime. Right. Oh, and we have to bring back some verbiage we haven't used we, in a long time. It, this movie is filmy, not move. It's not a movie. It's a, it's, yes. it's way more towards film than is movie. And I'm not used to that with anime. I have a high film tolerance for live action Western films. It doesn't even matter how old it is. I loved Casablanca, okay? I have a very low tolerance for filmy animated anything. Doesn't matter if it's anime, Disney, Pixar, it just filmy animated. I'd have a low tolerance. And this is 80% film. It's a lot. Yes. Yeah. And I, if a movie hooks me early enough, I am the kind of person that where I will just buckle in and I will be like, all right, I'm ready. And because this movie hooked me early enough, and I think this movie did a good enough job at making every jump to the next level of wild incremental enough with some variation um, that by the time we get to giant flesh monster absorbed by singularity, I was like, this feels like a natural conclusion. Because <laughs> uh, I, I just think like when when Tetsuo, again, when he escapes the medical facility for the first time and he's like first having these ESP kind of like attacks in his mind, like the first thing we see is like this flash of blue light and then his guts are spilling out of his body and we see yeah. him mime try to pour them back into his body even though it's not really there. And I'm like, all right, this is a messed up visual and, uh, but it's cool. It's a cool visual and I'm here for it. And then he gets back into the facility and he does this like psychic battle with these adult children that we have not even scratched the surface on. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that. that I thought was a pretty cool (laughs) sequence. It's, um, okay. So the ancient, children beings um yeah so they like i said tetsuo got kind of kidnapped into this medical program because he had these dormant psychic abilities and he gets put into this program with these children who have the who have the faces and kind of like the age structure of like 60 year old people uh, it was so almost off-putting. to the point where they I was like wondering zombies. if it was an art style or if they were actually old. You know what I mean? I saw yeah. them like, are they supposed to be old? Because that would be weird. And they are. They are supposed to be very. And old. so there's just this. And so there's just this psychic battle between Tetsuo, this normal-sized 14-year-old, and these three very old children, and they're fighting with like playroom equipment and giant teddy bears and stuff like that. And I think that if nothing else, I think this movie delivers incredible visual after incredible visual. And a lot of people say that Akira is not meant 
or just like, don't be surprised if Akira doesn't make sense on your first watch through. It is by design, a multiple watch movie. And in general, it's hard for me to get on board with those kinds of movies. I understood enough of this movie to where I feel like a second watch through wouldn't explain more to me and make me understand the movie more. I would probably pick up on stuff I didn't notice, but, uh, in general, I think I got most of what I was going to get on this first watch through. Yeah, me too. I just like, like I said, this is very filmy. There's a lot. It's just a lot. This movie is so unique. I would think in the fact that like I have never seen anything like this before. Um, however, this is what I think of when I think of anime. I think of everything is like this. Like this and that first anime movie we watched a while ago. Like that is like these. It's a very yeah, a silent yeah, a very serious, hyper dramatic, like filmy type thing. Which is why I've been turned off by anime. It's when you get to like naruto and stuff like that that it's easier for watch because i'm a i'm a movie guy when it comes to animation it needs to be movie like when i'm focusing on art styles or like the dialogue or things like that it's it's just harder um i can respect it but it's not going to make me like it and i think there's a lot of people like me who sometimes just are signing up for an easy watch and this is (laughs) not an easy watch Yeah, and that's kind of, it's just like, that's why I like bringing these movies to the podcast, because I I understand they're not everyone's cup of tea, but I think to just ignore them completely is like, it's just a disservice. I'm glad that we've brought what we have brought, Um, and you know, if we brought anime movies and didn't bring Akira, like I would have to turn in some sort of badge I've acquired over the last few years. Although, Um, I picked it, so I am glad... (laughs) We could have watched Ghost in the Shell. This is on me. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I just like, I am glad that I was able to sit down and watch this movie. I'm glad I had a reason to. And I am walking away from this movie with a positive experience. Um, Yeah. If nothing else, you know, I don't want to say if nothing else, because this is a long movie, but like watch like 30 minutes of it and just like understand the work that got put into a movie like this. Um, And if it's not your thing, that's not your thing. And I understand that. But I think to completely shut it out is a disservice. So that that's why I brought it at the end of the day. All right, Craig, if you had to give it a one to ten. Seven and a quarter. I'm giving it a flat five, which ain't bad. All right. Fair enough. It's not fair enough. Yeah. Nah. Um, Greg, are you? All right, Alex, what? Yeah. I'll let you do it. You, you've you been doing this a lot. You seem to be, you know, well-rounded in the transitions. I'll let you take over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Alex, what is our improv segment? Our improv segment is a new one. I'm bringing in heaters and I'm bringing in new one. I, we needed some new blood. This one's called Emotional Breakdown. And here's how it works. You and I are going to have an emotional scene. Could be angry, could be sad, could be overjoyed, could be, you know, the most draining experience of our life. But we can cut away at any point and do a play-by-play and a breakdown of what's going on. Should they have said that? Is that yeah, going to be a good move in the future? Is that going to come up in the future? Has this come up in the person's past? What are the, what are the stats? How does this break down? And we can cut back, back and forth like uh, basketball announcers watching the game, like professional commentary. So emotional okay. breakdown. Um, I think we got to okay. start off with a banger. I think everyone, when they think of emotional breakdown, we got to go to what everyone does. It needs to be like an emotional breakup scene. Divorce, 
long-term relationship. Okay, fair enough. High school first love, whatever we got to do. But it's, it's got to be a breakup. Any spice you wanted to add on top of the scene? I mean, I was going to let you add a little bit of spice. Just put some breakup in there. Do you have? Uh, do you want kids to be involved? That's always a banger. We could do this in public. That's another good one. Um, I don't know, man. You can, you can put whatever spin you want on it. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, uh, hey, uh, hey, Siri, call Alex. Ring, 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 ring. Hey, what's up? Ring, ring. Hey, Alex. Um... Hey, I know you're just coming from your great aunt's funeral, but uh, is now yeah. a good time to talk? I mean, I guess. Um, great. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking um, that maybe, huh, how do I put this? I think maybe it's time we take a break. Um, what? What are you talking about? Well, Ooh, as you can see there, well, with the classic, we need a break. This never seems to work out in the past, Craig. What do you think? Well, obviously, Alex, a phone call right after a funeral. That means that uh, Craig knew exactly what was going on and decided to call for this breakup anyway, uh, which means there's probably a pretty solid reason behind that decision. Let's see if it pays off in the end. What? What do you what did you want to talk about? What is so serious? You know, now is not a good time. No, no, I, I, I told you, I think we need to take a break. But what does that mean? Like, oh, what are you talking about? You've had the house to yourself for like, what, two days? I'm here by myself. Yeah, no, I just like, because you were gone, I kind of remembered how nice it is to live alone. And if you live here and are in a relationship with me, that means I'm not alone. So like, I'm kind of trying to like solve that like it's a problem. Do you need and I solved it. space? Like you can just move back to your place and I'll stay at mine and we'll just visit. Is it like too fast? Um, no, I mean, we've been together for four years, so, like, this is kind of, like, the natural progression of things. So, if I don't like living with you at four years, I can't imagine that, like, four and a half years is going to be any better. Ooh, see, don't like the way this is playing out, Craig. There seems to be some sort of sarcasm working its way into this conversation. And let me tell you, that never goes well when you're in an emotional state. And if we look at Craig's last statement on top of this sarcasm, we can also read between the lines and perhaps there's an underlying message that maybe Craig is not participating and telling the whole truth, maybe sugarcoating some details or hiding some emotionally devastating news from his soon-to-be ex-partner. All right, let's tune back in and see what happens next. I mean, I'm not saying we need to go another six months. I just think maybe we're rushing this, right? And maybe living together... Maybe there's some quirks and kinks we need to iron out, you know? Maybe, is it like chores? Is it like, what is it? Hey, uh, did you end up, uh, did you finish installing that ring camera? I don't, I think so. We never use it though. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And yeah, you're right. Okay, so you definitely wouldn't start using it now and like within the last 36 hours. I mean, now that you're acting weird, I'm I'm obviously going to do that. Ah, no. See, ugh, let's not. What? Just to the spare heck your feelings. Is going on at the house? Okay. Um, I can explain. All right, yeah. so now we're going to take a look at what just happened right there. Uh, got hit with the classic, I can explain. Uh, that is never, that's never good. No one's ever said, I can explain, explained, and had the situation resolve itself. You know, oftentimes, Craig, I see the professionals handle it by explaining first before an event or fact reveals itself. 
and then subsequently saying, I can explain. It's always best to explain and then have something happen than vice versa. But what do we know? You know? Well, let's, let's see how this one plays out. Well, okay, I, I can hope explain. you can explain. The monkey, yeah. the monkey was a gift from Sir Patrick Stewart, who I know you've been dying to meet, but I figured at least one of us got to meet Sir Patrick Stewart and a monkey. Is that Has that monkey been in our apartment? Has it? I, does it look like it's been in the apartment? Uh, I think so. It walked past the front door. Th- then is yes. it still there? Then yes, it has. Is it still? Th- is it still there? Um, would you be mad if I said I don't know? Well, Greg, let me break down a couple things for you. Um, one, we both know I'm allergic to pretty much all primates. Two. I do remember that trip to the San Diego Zoo. To, I did not know a person could handle that many EpiPen shots. Yeah, it's a problem. Uh, two, I don't know if you know this, but chimpanzees are pretty dangerous and they kill whoa, people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. This was just a monkey. We don't need to be throwing around words like chimpanzees, okay? Okay. Let's okay. be distinct. What kind of monkey? Here. You want to get into semantics? What kind of monkey is it? Um. The one with the the one with the butt. Oh, great! Spider monkey. Baboon. I think it's called a spider monkey. Oh, spider. So all of a sudden, you know your primates now. That's interesting. Oh, Craig, you can see. Um, this is not going how Craig thought it out. Um, there seems to be some sort of no. riling up going on within Alex, and that only bodes badly. If we look at his past stats, yes, and- nine out of ten times he gets raises his voice. We might be seeing some. Bad things ahead of us. Let's go back to the action. Okay, so uh, you're mad about the monkey. That's fine. Okay, but what I'm hearing is that this, you are starting to maybe understand the need for the break. Oh, because you betrayed my trust and also made it sound like it was my fault. So you're going to introduce something that could kill me into my apartment and then you're going to lose it after me. Hey, do not talk about Sir Patrick Stewart that way. My wait, what? That's the monkey's name? Uh yeah. This is the no, part where you talk um, and break no, it Sir, down. Okay. Sir Patrick yes. Stewart, you know, char- actor known for Charles Xavier, my Jean favorite Picard, actor, etc. We both know this um, is my uh hall pass. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Um stopped by the yep. apartment, you know, unprovoked, didn't know he knew us. Um, and he's like, Hey, there's this monkey. Um, I can't keep him. Okay. Do you want him? And I said, yes. And then I named him Sir Patrick Stewart in honor of the man who gifted us the spider monkey. When I Broken come down home, enough, you better not be there. The monkey better not be there. And you're paying for the apartment to get professionally cleaned. Because if I go in there and die, I'm going to make sure that my family knows it's your fault and you're going to get sued into oblivion. Not only is this an invasion of my privacy and my boundaries, but you could be responsible for manslaughter, which I don't know if you know this, is a felony, and you'll be in prison for a long time. So screw our relationship at this point. You're putting me in danger. What is wrong with you? Ooh, Craig, uh, I think we all know that's probably a rhetorical question. How do you think he's going to respond? Well, knowing Craig, I think he's going to try to change the subject and probably fail miserably doing so. Let's see how he reacts. So, uh, how was the funeral? We could probably just call scene there. Can't imagine that's going to get yeah, any better. <laughs> uh, I was about to bring in firearms anyways to end it. So. You know, not too shabby. 
Not too shabby. I think it's very interesting. Uh, we'll refine it. It has a lot of potential. I think it was a good scene, but we've done better. Audience, we'll bring it back. All right. Uh, for our middle segment, we're going to be doing a compatibility test. We've done various relationship testers in our time before. Um, sometimes I just Google compatibility test, and we're going to see how well this one works. I don't know how long this is. I don't know if I'm going to cut it. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Sure. Um I, I only need to fill out it fill it out on my end. We can just agree on an answer along the way, okay? okay. Um, how long have you been in how long have you been in a relationship with your partner? Um, how long have we known each other? Eight to sixteen yeah, years? Yeah, I wouldn't say we were in a relationship. That about the whole right? time. I would say let's just go the length of the podcast. Four to eight years? Oh, okay. You know, like then, when we're building something together right now. Like well, there's a commitment in this, you know? Okay. So I would say let's just do two years. Then I'll say two two yeah. to four years. Uh, how would you rate your overall satisfaction? Scale of one to ten. Mutual satisfaction. Where are you? Where are you at? Oh, I'm like I'm just saying like there's only one number, right? So we need to agree on a number, right? Yeah. So we could put like a yeah, like a six or a seven yeah. or an eight or a nine. Uh, I would go or six or seven. Listen, we haven't talked. Okay, I'm gonna give us the benefit of the doubt and say seven. Okay, sure, we can do seven. Okay, how would you rate our, uh, how would you rate your sex life with your partner on a scale of one to ten? Um, I'm gonna what? say ten. I say one we nail it. Ten, huh? Well, if we can sub out yeah, I put sex 10. I feel... for work relationship, yeah, it's, it's pretty high. <laughs> How would you rate the quality of your conversation? It's good enough to record. I would hope like an, yeah. I'm going like to say eight or nine. Minimum eight. If it's, n- yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, if it's not an eight, I'm putting nine. If it's not an eight, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, how would you rate the physical attractiveness? We could, I we'll don't just know, put six. Man. We don't need to hurt anybody's feelings. Okay. Um, also, how would you rate the compatibility? Also, um, doesn't help that we're straight, so I think six is a fair number. I think it's fair. How would you rate the compatibility of your partner's life path with your own? Oh, there's like no overlap. Like post high school, there's n- almost no overlap. I'm gonna say three. Yeah, I'm gonna say three out of ten. There's a couple things in there, but uh, yeah, yeah. And how would you rate the physical chemistry that you have with your partner? Okay, what does that have to do physical with chemistry? chemistry? Is a weird way to put it. And physical attractiveness. Wouldn't people who are attracted have chemistry? Yeah. Let's just do same number. Yeah. So I'm gonna put a right. Okay. Or, or five. We can do five right down the middle. No answer. No preference. All right. Uh, which of these would be most important for you in the home you shared with your partner? Um, welcome, welcoming feel and gorgeous comfort and welcoming feel gorgeous to look at uh, and affordability and comfort. Uh, com- Two of these things. Say yeah, the same I'll thing. go with the first comforting and whatever. OK, sure. Um, how much does it bother you if you have arguments with your partner? Uh, not at all. Not much. Not acceptable. I feel like we argued. I don't know if we have real arguments. Yeah. So I'm going to say not much. We all have yeah. our ups and downs. Uh, do you think couples should always go out together? Yeah, I think. That, uh, I'd assume. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, yeah, they should be happy to, or uh, always if there's something exciting to do. They should be happy to. Okay. Um, if your partner says, "Don't worry about food tonight," what should you be expecting? That they bring takeout, that they cook, that they're that they're taking you out, uh, or that you're I'm going to a nice out, restaurant? Right? It's gonna be pizza or something like that. Yeah. They, yeah. They're gonna grab it. I and think bring so it. too. Neither you or I are cooks. So. Yeah. Uh, it's snowing so hard, neither of you can get to work. How are you spending the day? Movies. Uh, okay, sitting in. Perfect. How do you like your partner to communicate with you? Uh, I expect proper letters daily. We can chat anytime with postcards from exotic places. The odd email when they're at work. 
me I'm kind of in this we can chat too. anytime Same kind book. of deal. Yeah. Like I'm one of those people where the conversation never starts or stops. It's kind of just one fluid conversation. Um, how important is a partner being dependable to you? Uh, it's pretty pretty dependable. It's the pretty dependable. Um or expected, I would expect to, it develop. to develop. Okay. Yeah. Um, what sort of holiday would you envisit in that's supposed to be envision taking with a partner? Um space tourism is a weird word. That I think just means a space I would say museum? staycation. I think a lot of those things, I mean, between Venice, walking around, space tourism, and staycation, <laughs> one of those is realistic. Yeah. Uh, what would your ideal meal out be with a partner? Um, okay, five-star exotic pizza or burger and rather eat in. I think pizza burger is fine. Yeah. None of these is like right. chilies. <laughs> Uh, how happy would you be for your partner to keep seeing their old friends? Hey, if your old friends ditch you just because you're dating me, you have yeah, bad friends. I like that. Um, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, how happy would you be if your partner had a job that involved a lot of late hours? It'd make recording very difficult, but you kind of do have one. <laughs> so, yes. um, that would be fine as long as they were being a good provider. Yeah, I mean... Sure. Yeah. A good provider is kind of a weird way to boil down your partner. It's just like, hey, I don't care how hard you work as long as I get a cut of the cheddar. Which one of these would a potential partner most find most attractive about you? A good pension plan, a willingness to take risks, nice pets. Uh, What does that say? A matinee? Manatee? Matinee. Yeah, okay. matinee idol looks. I thought it, it so, but matinee, I'm like, that but, doesn't make sense. You know, I'm going to go willingness to take risks. I'm a risk taker, bro. Sure. Yeah. And also, between the four of these things, only one of these things is like a personality yeah. trait. Nice pets. I like your dog. <laughs> uh, which of these would you find most unat- unattractive in a potential partner? Um, Someone who doesn't like I'm making a- gestures, which I understand the implication is they mean a romantic gesture. But I like to imagine that like, hey, can you just give me like, I don't know, like a peace sign or something? And they're like, Ugh, eh, gross. Right. Peace sign. Um, other options include <laughs> someone who doesn't seem to want to settle down, someone who likes a quiet life, and someone who doesn't let you get close. Okay, these are all bad. Um, Who likes a yeah. quiet life is definitely not me, but someone who doesn't let me get close would be a problem. So that's going to be the one. Yeah, that's like incredibly counterintuitive. Uh, how would you driving. and your partner travel? Just straight up driving. Travel. Horseback? Are you crazy? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes, we've always wanted to take a trip to Mexico. Come on, old Ironside, let's hit the trails. All right, next. When you imagine settling down with a partner, what sort of location are you in? Okay, what they should have put in is like a city apartment, but instead they put in a fairy tale castle and a yurt in Nepal. So the options really are (laughs) a suburb or my hometown. I'm going to go suburb. Which... Potentially, or the same answer. I'm going a nice suburb away from town. Sure. Uh, Would you want your partner to tell you frequently Um, that they love you? Um, I know. I think we're going to be different with this. I don't care. It's one of those things that I know, you know? Like, I'm the second one. Yeah, but again, uh, this question... What we've learned from all of our times taking quizzes on the internet is no one is good at writing them because this question is like, I don't care. You could tell me you hate me. And the other options are like engrave it into your skin. Yeah. I mean, shout it from the rooftops Um, and mountain. We've just climbed just a lot. 
I'm just going to say okay, it's nice to be told sometimes. You know, uh, if you were given a choice in which of these places would you most like to settle down with your part? Okay, which is okay, a question we've already had. Um, Me and you is different than what I've done in real life. I think you and I should get a penthouse apartment. I yeah, very much I think agree. that'd be freaking dope. Uh, big fan of that. Also, at no point am I understanding how this is going to give us compatibility. Right. But I'm sure that's a bridge we'll cross in seven questions. Uh, how much are you prepared to try and change to please a new partner? Oh, I'm not changing for you, bro. Um, and I don't think you're going to change yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you're bound to change, but I well, feel like I'm demanding bound to change. change. You're bound to change. Little... I'm not changing for you. Yeah. Um, which of these is most important to you? Excitement, reliability, companionship, I'm stuck and reliability romance. and companionship. I'm st- I'm hitting okay. companionship. Yeah. Uh, if all of these movies were on at your local theater, which one would you choose to see? Already seen Casablanca. It. Romancing the Stone. We haven't done When Harry Met Sally and On the Golden Pond. I would go When Harry Met Sally because I don't even know. Me two too. Of those movies. Me too. Is that yeah. is that Billy Crystal? Yeah. Uh, what's your idea movie. of a good couples night out? Okay, there's two uh, movies: a movie yeah. and a meal, or a stroll and a movie. Yeah. I'm going movie and a meal, and the movie and the opera. And, the, uh, and this, then there's what uh, the heck? <laughs> okay, definitely movie and a meal. I'm not an opera guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how willing would you be to change location to fit in with a new partner? Uh, you, you <laughs> I mean, you've had to change locations a few times, it just kind of for who you are as a person. Lived. For Virginia right now, yeah. it's not happening. If you lived in D.C., though, I would. I want us to change locations every <laughs> okay. month. That's not a thing. Uh, I'm staying right here. They'd have to be operating. Yeah, for sure. Offer me something better. Uh, what do you look for in a first date? Uh, a feeling of being comfortable, being invited to eat at their house, being taken somewhere unexpected, flowers, wine, uh, and all the trimmings. I'm kind of, On a first date, I'm looking for that yeah, comfortable feeling. We can feeling. get to the cool stuff later. Um, like helicopter rides and whatnot. Yeah, like let me trust you first. <laughs> Not showing up. To uh, your what house. would be the most important? Fa- <laughs> uh, yeah, let me prepare this meal for you. Are you allergic to anything? Cool, <laughs> I have all that. Would you be the most? What would be the most important factor for you in considering a marriage? The opportunity for a wild honeymoon, financial stability, the prospect of a fairy tale wedding, uh, emotional, emotional stability. Okay, I mean, first of all. A fairy tale wedding and a wild honeymoon. We're cutting that immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Because if you're getting married specifically for the honeymoon, take a vacation. I'm begging you. I'm going to go financial stability. Those things, I'm they go just financial exist. Stability financial stability. Because if we're stressed about money all the time, it's going to ruin the relationship. We'll figure everything else out if we don't have to worry about it. All right. Well, all right. It's not letting me click the second one, right. but I feel like I didn't choose a bad yeah. answer. Um, how do you feel about starting a family? As long as we're both happy with it, that's what I live for. I guess kids can come skydiving if you strap them on safely. And as long as we still have our own time. Uh, I'm okay with literally any of those, except for skydiving. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I hit that's what I live for, just because I know that. Hey, your result, you're looking for a good friend. And you know. Hey, I don't know if I've if we if in our history we've had a compatibility test like kind of nail us so right on the head Nailed like it. that. It's like the quiz the quiz is just like, "Hey, I don't know what you're doing here." You seem to be two dudes. You probably just need friends. <laughs> you're looking for a good friend. 
Oh, man. Anytime we can get a little bit of an insight on our relationship, I always take that as a positive. Um, We're going to move on to our one-hit wonder now. Um, This segment is called I Can Do Better Than That. And I'm going to tell how I came up with this, and then we'll do the thing. All right? I had to get a refill for my Adderall. I did not know it was going to be a three-day process because... I had to call my doctor and they were like, hey, call your pharmacist for for a renewal. And then I called the pharmacist and they were like, okay, call your doctor for a renewal. And then I called my doctor and they didn't return my call for like a day. So I'm like, okay, well, um, getting a refill on a prescription should not be this difficult. I feel like I would do a better job at performing a root canal with my own dental skills right now than the time I am having trying to get a prescription I think it's because you right have a controlled now. substance. So, I think that's the only reason. It, that, no, it, that is why. but And that's why I had to call. But, you know, the problem was I was playing phone tag with robots <laughs> and no one would answer my questions. Um, so the premise of this bit is we're going to list a seemingly simple task and then a much more difficult task that gives the vibes that it's going to be actually easier. So like I said, I feel like I could perform a root canal myself easier than it was for me to get this okay. prescription refilled. Sweet. Stuff like that. Um. So how do we, does one person give both or do I give, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel, I mean, I'm good at that, dude. This is going to be tricky, man. I'm pretty talented. Okay. I feel, okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> I feel... Like, I can teach a kindergartner how to shoot a gun easier than it would be for me to learn how to cook a decent dinner. <laughs> okay, that's fair. You know, I feel the same way. I I feel the same way. Grilling, I can grill. That is it, dude. Everything else is a liability. Oh, bro. I, bro, I, I'm trying to think of the hardest thing I could do. I could drive backwards in my car for the rest of my life and never have to drive forward again versus having to teach any high schooler chemistry. Oh, for sure. Oh my god. I was that high schooler Dude, I, you would have to teach. the first thing I ever failed. <laughs> it is so hard. I don't yeah, know what a mole too. is, bro. <laughs> it's like 6.22 something or whatever. That of was the what? only part of chemistry like, I was is good at. I don't it just doesn't it's stupid, bro. It's stupid. Yeah, oh, definitely for sure. I feel like I could do a billionaire's taxes easier than I could parallel park in a city. I thought about parallel parking. That was my first thing. Like, and then I realized I got skills, bro. I would figure it out. I, I'm okay at it. But as soon as you put me in like, hey, parallel park downtown Chicago. I'm like, never mind. I'd rather die. I'd actually rather That's die. Um, okay. I know for a fact it would be easier for me to learn how to fly a plane then learn first aid. I feel like it would be easier for me to run a farm single-handedly than for me to learn a second language at this point in my life. Dude, I know for a fact I can perform extreme, bro. I would be prepared to run ultra marathon, 100 milers, before I ever figured out how to play the piano without looking at the keys. I I feel like I would be a more articulate judge on so you think you can dance than if I had to go shopping for clothes by myself. Like the quality of those two things after the fact, wildly disproportionate. I could be like, hey, you did a good job dancing. Oh, you're taking me to Kohl's? 
no thanks. Can't do that. It's better if you just surprise me. I feel me. like I could learn how to saw a Rubik's Cube blindfolded way easier and faster than I could do a teenage girl's makeup. Yeah. And mm-hmm. For that's sure. That's it, bro. Because, I mean, I've run out of yeah. things I'm bad at. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where the segment ends. If you liked it, I'm glad. Yeah. Because this is a a bomb podcast and you should enjoy it and if you didn't good for you because it's never coming back that's the whole idea of one hits yeah i want i i hope that you listen to that segment and you had a moment of they thought yeah. that was difficult and they if you think didn't, that means we easy. did a bad job yeah which is possible or you're incredibly arrogant which you know knowing our demographic yeah coin flip sure. could be either um any free ball and stuff got nothing okay uh, I have one thing. And so I am getting ready to uh, GM for an Avatar The Last Airbender tabletop RPG. Uh, they made a, a whole specific rule set just for this Avatar The Last Airbender theme and setting. And so I'm going to GM that for some of my friends. And to prepare myself, I decided, eh, it'd be fun to rewatch the series. So that's what I did. I rewatched all of Avatar The Last Airbender. That show holds up. Yeah, dude. I I watched it last year. It's a banger. I tried rewatching it when it first got added on Netflix like two years ago or whatever. And I got really hung up on the fact that Aang is a really well written, a really realistically written 12 year old kid. Right. Which makes it pretty difficult if you don't. Like talking to 12 year old kids. And so there are moments in the show where he is so irritable and just incredibly frustrating to watch. But that's due to the fact that he's a 12 year old with immense responsibility. Like there's a scene when in season one where Sokka and Katara are waiting on a message from a courier so they could find the location to meet their dad, who they have not seen in two years. Aang is the one that receives this message and afraid that his new friends are going to abandon him, crumples up the map and doesn't show them for like a whole day. And I'm like, Aang, my guy, you can't do that. Like... I don't know what you were thinking with that one. Um, But I digress. The show is fantastic. A lot of the characters are really well written. There are very few characters on that show that I just straight up dislike. And especially once you reach season three, um, the art I really like. They really get specific with their colorizations, uh, their uh, just general art themes. And the finale, that 90 minute finale is just gorgeous from start to finish um if you were thinking about rewatching avatar do it you might have some struggles with the first season but everything after that is just golden golden television sweet dude sterling review i would recommend it as well anything else that's it for me dude what are we watching next week we're watching my cousin Vinny. came out in 1992 joe pesci uh marissa tomei and ralph macchio who you might know as the karate kid it's a freaking bang. I haven't watched it, but it's got great reviews. God, really I am just so glad that Al Pacino is in this movie is not in this movie cuz yeah. this movie just oh, gives huge it. Al Pacino vibes. Um I'm excited. No, I've also been meaning to watch this movie. This is one of those it's on my list movies and um I'm glad that this is what I love about our open months is it gives us opportunities to watch those movies that are on our lists that we just haven't gotten around to. 
Um, so I'm right. very excited about this. Sweet, dude. All right. Well, well that's let's next wrap week. this thing up. Uh, yeah. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.